We are musicians. Wes Spate is a singer-songwriter based in Seattle. His latest album, Songs of the Ghost, is available for download at westspate.bandcamp.com. We chatted about his music influences, new technology versus old technology, and how to manifest success. It started with um, the Beatles, because that's what my mom played. Um, as I was a kid. And so I was, you know, I just, I just thought I was really good stuff and I still do. But then, then I started kind of realizing where they got all their influences from, which was, you know, little Richard and um, a lot of blues stuff as well. Uh, So then once I kind of, then, then it kind of evolved into classic rock. And then again, like realizing like, where are they getting all this stuff from? Oh yeah, it's the blues. That's really where it's coming from. So then then I kind of dipped my toes into uh, Muddy Waters and Howlin' Wolf. And, and that, that stuff is, you know, just incredible to me. So that's, my, that's kind of my favorite music. Um, but most recently, like the most modern band today that I'm really pretty close to obsessed with um, would be Black Rebel Motorcycle Club that that band is just they're just like the most kind of authentic rock that i can that i really know of uh that's still making like pretty straightforward kind of rock and roll music and i don't i don't know that there's a lot of that really going on there probably probably is i just did not you know it's not on my radar but that band i just i don't think they really have any bad music you know i just i like all of it 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 all has like this very distinct vibe to it they have a they they have the whole package to me. They have like the look and the vibe and the feel and you know and the the lyrics like every everything is there to me. Like the even their lyrics are really really good. So um, that is my favorite modern band that's still making music today. I started writing poetry when I was a teen, you know, kind of an angsty, depressed teenager. A couple of years later, I, I guess I started kind of doing some stuff on the piano as far as like songwriting. The guitar really connected with me. Like for some reason, I could just write much easier on the guitar than I could on the piano in the beginning. But I started writing really bad songs when I was 19. Thankfully, then I didn't really have access to, I actually, I guess my phone, my flip phone then would have had a recording device on it, but I probably didn't know how to use it. Uh, Basically, what I'm getting at is thankfully, I don't have any evidence of how bad those songs were then. But, you know, it just started, but basically, I'm, I'm thankful that I had some friends and family who encouraged me in that, in that beginning stage and kind of saw like, you know, they were probably just being really nice, but like, yeah, yeah. Like they they never said like, wow, that's a great song. You know, they were more honest and kind of like, yeah, yeah, like keep doing it, you know, kind of thing. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll take, I can take, I can, I can deal with, you know, keep doing it. 
And then I, I also, you know, selfishly, I think you know this as well as a songwriter is, is there is some self gratification you get out of it, out of just creation. You know, I know I feel better when I've written a song or even when I'm in the process of writing one. Recently, I've even like had these feelings of kind of disappointment when I've finished one because I was like, oh man, that was so much fun working on that song and writing that song. It was so much, I was so much fun during the creation process of it. And now it's over. It doesn't have to be. I mean, you could work on a song for years if you wanted to, but you know, if you want to, if you're actually a songwriter, you kind of know you have to, you have to, you know, move on at some point. So basically, you know, for about, uh, you know, close to 20 years now, so I would say I've been writing songs since then. I mean, I, I, when I was 25, that was the moment where I said, um, uh, when I basically said like, it's, it's now or never kind of thing. If it wasn't luck, then it was just kind of the universe granting me a, a really nice manifestation where I got my, my first EP actually kind of the first like handful of songs that I felt were really strong for the first time you know, from, from when I was 19 to 25. So six years, basically I wrote to where I finally got five songs I thought were good. I don't know how many there were, but, um, I got, I got a little, uh, indie record deal basically with that EP. So that's, you know, I think that's probably pretty rare, um, to get a, get a, you know, get, get a label kind of, uh, deal your first year and, and may or may not be a good idea, but that taught me so much just having that experience and having being able to ping pong ideas off other people and learning from producers and other musicians, you know, in that stage. So that was great. I teach music private lessons, but I also teach high school. I teach writing as well, like English. So the interesting thing is I really like my job. I really like teaching. Like thinking of my 19-year-old self when I just started, you know, and I, and I definitely had, aspir- I had these wild aspirations. I was going to be like, a, you know, in a hair metal band or something. <laughs> but, um, uh you know, and I never would have thought I would become a teacher, but it's, it's such a, it's kind of the perfect balance to be a teacher and be a songwriter because I get, you know, I don't work eight hours. I don't, I don't have a job that is really taxing on me. I like it. I enjoy it every day. I I enjoy it. So it, and I get, I get to teach people writing, which essentially makes me better at it too. Teaching music makes me better at it. So you know, doing once I kind of figured that out, like this is like a great way to make a living and be able to, you know, make some money songwriting as well. And that's kind of where I was going at with the manifestation is um, I just got, I actually just signed a publishing deal this week and that had completely to do with a manifestation of, you know, that was my goal was to get a publishing deal. So, um, you know, with that being said, you know, I'm working towards kind of making more money as a songwriter, which is essentially what I, because, you know, as everyone knows, teachers don't get paid terribly well. So, um, so that's the other thing is like kind of making up for income with songwriting is a great way to do it. And it, for the most part, it makes me happy, especially when I'm doing it. 
there's times where I don't do it and I wonder why I'm not happy. Oh, it's because I'm not actually creating anything. I don't want to hear the chorus eight times in a row. It's a little too much. Ironically, you know, Nirvana uh, actually did that. I grew up in that era where, you know, grunge was the big thing and I was definitely into it. And now I listen to Nirvana and I'm like, my goodness, like they repeat the chorus at the end, like 12 times in a row. And it's like, maybe someone should have told them to cut it down to, you know, four or something, you know, like it's a little... Cause it's like, I don't need to listen. If you, if you sing the same thing eight to 12 times in a row, I don't really need to listen to the song again. Right. So what I like is I like a song that almost like just gives you enough to where you're like, I got to hear that again. And you play it again. You know, that's, that's, that's my, that's more of my taste is I want you to want to play the song again. I don't want you to get enough of it the first time, really. Especially if you want, people to kind of latch on you know if i'm getting enough from the song the first time and i want to move on then i don't know it just depends on perspective maybe that could be someone's perspective and they just want you to listen to the next thing and that's cool but for me i would prefer to for to for you to want to be like ooh, i want to hear that again you know that's that's the that's what i would prefer We've got to this point with technology where, you know, you can make music sound so incredibly good and crisp. And I think crisp is a great word too, um, for, for this kind of the new sound with music, but it seems to take away a little bit of the, of the element of the feeling of it. When something is very crisp, you know, it, it might need to feel a little smoother and warm. I don't, you know, and that, that, you know, that very well could be the songwriting, but it also may have to do with the equipment. Like if you think about the old, old music, you know, that was either cut directly to a record or it was uh, using tape, which tape just naturally has a warm feeling because of the, you know, just the sound you get that, that um, smoother. It's just the compression and tape is like perfect. If I could own, I mean, I could own, I just don't, I haven't done it because it's so much work to actually use tape in recordings, you know, and that's kind of makes me feel a little lazy, but it's so much easier to just use digital equipment that sounds like tape, you know, and you can, you can get pretty damn close. You and I who paved the way, you and I who are here today. I've been working towards manifesting like, you know, it, you, you can do that however you, you know, you want to. Like I, 
I'm a believer that people should kind of believe in the things that works for them, especially when it doesn't hurt someone else, right? I, I don't think you should be believing in causing pain or uh, physical harm or mental harm to anyone. And especially you shouldn't be doing that in a kind of a spiritual realm. Wayne Dyer is kind of incredible when it comes to that because he studied like Hinduism and Buddhism and and so many different religions and he knows so much about spirituality. Um, so a lot of his stuff is has to do with manifesting and just believing something will happen and you know working towards that. There's also stuff that's um, a bit more out there, I would say. Um, if you've heard of like Esther Hicks and Esther and Jerry Hicks, they have this whole thing with Abraham. And um, like I said, it's out there. I think that's probably hopefully an, a respectful thing to say that it's out there. But it's uh, it's all about just basically believing that something. if you want something to happen, it will happen eventually for you. You just have to you know, you have to keep believing and you do have to kind of work towards doing that thing. I mean, I can't just say like, oh, I hope I make a million dollars in music next year and in the year and just kind of sit back and eat, eat potato chips on my couch. You know, that's not, that's not going to work. Uh, I mean, maybe it would, but it's, it's highly unlikely. Right. But if I actually make a lot of contacts and I, and I uh, work on making albums and, and pitching those con those songs to those publishers and pluggers and et cetera, then it very well could happen. If, if that's something I wanted. The way to another day, the way This is Jana Cole, the creator of We Are Musicians podcast. You can leave me a voicemail at anchor.fm slash Jana-Cole9. Maybe I'll play your message on a future podcast. And I really appreciate your feedback.